Welcome to the Mike on Much Podcast. I'm your host, and we are here with our friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We also have our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham, and working the dials is Erica. Guys, this is a big, big episode today. Lots going on, but before we get to anything, we must all wish our favorite producer, Max Kerman, a very happy birthday. Guys, get out the hats, Max. This is a big deal. Happy Woo. birthday, Max. Oh. You know this. But we're Come here to on. celebrate you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Woo. Whoa, look at oh. this. Shane's got a banner. Wow. Oh my God. This is incredible. Max, you're, you're, you're a special guy. Uh, we wanted to celebrate this properly. You're probably sitting there <laughs> thinking, oh, we're, we're doing a Here's the thing. Uh, Manager Ash knows you better than anybody. And uh, mm. the one thing that you love to do is stay busy. So we thought, mm. even though it's your birthday, most people want, want to lay on a couch, eat a Big Mac, you know, watch a movie. You like to work, my friend. You like to do stuff. So she suggested, yeah. let's do a pod. So we're keeping you busy on your birthday. Welcome to this podcast. I, oh, well, first of all, thank you so much. This is a great surprise. In 2020, it's hard to have a birthday surprise, but seeing you guys whip out these birthday hats is pretty amazing. And Man, even, did you um, see the thing back there? The thing in the background. Great job, <laughs> Shane. No, it's yeah. true. You know, uh, last year, uh, you know, as we talked about, I was surprised by Nick Nurse. Uh, and this is a very close second. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> No problem. And Alex made this hat, so shout outs to Alex. We uh, we didn't venture out. Yes. No, but seriously, uh, you're right. Oh, hold on. Ash is doing something. One second. Uh, uh, oh, oh, hold on. Okay, here we go. This happy is birthday, birthday to, to Max. <laughs> the Zoom's going to have us all over the place. to Max. Oh, a croissant. Hey. Okay, so there's this croissant place that's uh, up the street from Ashes, and we keep talking about going there because they have these crazy new age. Oh, the thing kind of burned out. Croissants. And uh, this is so. Oh, my God. This is so special. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, I love you guys uh, so, so, so much. This pod brings me much joy, and um, this is the best surprise I could have asked for, seriously. So thank you. I love you guys very, very, very much. And. Uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of uh, just really nice uh, just birthday text messages all day from lots of different people. And it's funny, like Dan, our friend Dan always jokes that every, I live every day like it's my birthday. And it's true. Like I do kind of do whatever the hell I want and eat whatever I want and get to experience cool things all the time. So so I am very lucky. But um, I really feel it when people send a happy birthday note. It's really like it's not something that I'm over. And it made me think. Uh, I was actually just got a massage for my birthday. Uh, <laughs> Book club Maddie and uh, Ashley arranged. He gave a you massage. a massage? No, they didn't give me a massage. They just arranged it. Uh, mask on, of course. And uh, I was thinking, I was like, I need to start a note of just like good reminders that I need to kind of make sure I do in my life. And one of them is I need to. I, I think I'm pretty good with birthday text messages, but I've been hearing from people that I definitely don't text them. And it makes me feel really good. So I need to make that part of my uh, routine, my daily routine. It's just because uh, sometimes I see someone post a birthday thing on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But hearing from people really is nice, especially right now. I think in 2020, I think I'm feeling it even more um, just, you know, because we're all isolated. So anyway, uh, thank you to anybody who's listening, who's who sent a birthday greeting. And thank you very much uh, for being my friends, guys, and doing this podcast and keeping me busy because it's really the, the one thing that kind of keeps me sane. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's our episode. Thanks for tuning in. Happy birthday, Max. <laughs> We're gonna... I kid. Let's talk a bit about birthdays here, Maxi. So, 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 like you said, you feel very warm that people have been messaging you. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that birthdays uh, can be a celebratory thing. For some people, they get, you know, they have hangups about getting older. And I've asked 
many guests on this podcast before about this, but I do think when you are as accomplished as you, birthdays are probably really fun because it's like when you, it, it, it's almost like if you are reflective on your birthday, you have a lot of awesome shit to reflect on and sort of a lot of milestones that you've hit that a lot of people have not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. That's, that's nice. I mean, the, I, I do feel lucky with the things I've got to experience in my life so far. And I generally think I make the most of my time. I think that's why actually this year has been hard and why I've been feeling the time crunch because it feels like time is getting away from me because there's all this stuff that I planned to do this year with the band and with, you know, just career biz stuff that I was really looking forward to. And, and so I think that's why this year has been why I, I feel the crunch of time a little bit more. But, uh, but, but yeah, but all things considered, I, I, I kind of forget how old I am sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm 34. I just, do you guys get that? Like, Whoa. um, like you I told like, me you were 29. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did text you that this morning. You did. I texted him today. He told me he was 29. Well, we were talking to our uh, friend uh, Brent. I almost the other... bought it, yeah. <laughs> our friend Brent just had a birthday, and um, he 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 just turned 39, but he thought he was turning 38. He had His girlfriend reminded him that uh, he was like, yeah, shit. He's like, he's like, oh, man, 38. Wow. She's like, you are 38. You're turning 39, you idiot. He's like, oh. <laughs> so I, I definitely feel like that sometimes too. Do you guys like feel older? Like may, maybe for the dads here, do you, do you, does, does it feel like you're like, oh, in a different stage of your life? Or do you, because I always feel like I'm 19 or something. I feel like I've become like less serious of a person as I've gotten older, which maybe is a problem. Maybe I should see a therapist about that. I feel like I'm a, like a more and more like unserious person, which is maybe annoying for some people in my life. But um, do you guys feel more like serious and adult-like because you, you're responsible for somebody else? Yeah, 100%. I think mentally... I do feel probably the exact same as I kind of felt um, as like 30. I kind of feel perpetually 30. I probably felt 30 when I was like 26. I felt 30 when I was like 35. Uh, I'd say that like uh, practically every day, your life, my life is just vastly different with a child um, um, pre-COVID and all that stuff. Uh, but I find mentally, it's almost like I keep expecting to one day kind of look in the mirror and be like, oh, you are older. But I don't mentally feel that way. But Shane, you do. Oh, mentally older. Yeah, for sure. Just... I, I even like going out and partying kind of that idea seems, especially I haven't done it in the longest time. It would feel weird to me if I went out and partied till like 1am. Like it doesn't even in my mind, mm. it doesn't even feel like that's humanly possible. And especially like, I feel like I'd have so much guilt and shame if I ever had a hangover again. Yeah. Not that I won't, I'm sure I will have a hangover again, but it, it, to me, there's now shame associated with that. Whereas before it was just like, let's get some Mickey D's. Now it's like there's two kids staring at me who need attention. Yeah, that would be the big difference maker. It's just feeling responsible for, for somebody else and being like, I can't fuck this up. I can't fuck this up. But it's interesting. Some people always kind of have felt like an old soul. Some people always kind of feel young. It's uh, it's like Savelli, our, our, our friend who's who's a prophet, Mac, he kind of always feels like an older, even though he's got a crazy side, an older soul. Uh, Erica, where, do you think of yourself as like, perpetually like a teenager or if you feel older than your age where, where do you stack up yeah I feel kind of younger like sometimes I'm like I can't I can't believe I'm 24 already you know what I mean and especially in the past like two or three years the way my life has changed has been kind of like slow and incremental and like all of a sudden I'm like whoa I have like a real person job and I have like kind of like how Shane has this, all these responsibilities now I can also have all these responsibilities now and it's like whoa I when did that happen? Like, I don't even like, you know what I mean? You kind of forget about when 
the instances are that these milestones actually take place. And then all of a sudden you're like in it and you're in like that next phase of your life that you always used to talk about. And you're just like, oh, whoa, well, like we're actually here right now. That's kind of crazy. But I think because of that, I feel younger. Like sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I'm 24. But I actually, I went to Sobeys the other day, picked up my little sister from work. She's 16. And I went in and got a few things and we were walking out together. And one of her coworkers thought I was her mom and asked her <laughs> and was like, is that your mom? And I was like, what? Like, first of all, she's taller than me. And no, I'm not her mom. Like, do I look like her mom? And I had a mask on too. And I, so now I'm just very confused about how I look. And From the weird. bridge of your nose up though, you do look 40. It's, <laughs> it's the young part is the nose down on you. I've noticed. And consequently, uh, Shane, you have a very young forehead to bridge a nose. So you yeah. get carded everywhere. Yeah. My yeah. nose is like 80. Yeah. I think Erica brought up a good point that you enter these different phases of your life, but you don't really know necessarily sometimes you're entering them. You just kind of turn around and you go, oh shit, I'm in the phase. I didn't even know I was going into the phase and here I am. Our brains are always conditioned to, to make us feel like we're older than we should be. And it's yeah. from like when you enter grade one and the teacher says, we're not in kindergarten anymore, students. And you're always like, shit, yesterday was the good time that I should have appreciated. And it's like that <laughs> our entire lives, I find. Like when I was your age, Erica, I felt like I was in that responsible age too. I was like, I'm 24 now. I can't party the same. I've got this real big boy job. And yeah. that was like my child. Now I'm like, geez, I wish I was 24 again. <laughs> Cherish your youth is the point. Yeah. Uh, here's another too, theory uh, that I want to float by you guys. Is I got a text message from uh, Brad Ferguson, an old uh, tour manager of ours. You guys, you guys might know Brad. I remember Brad. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, he wished me happy birthday. And he said, we both look younger now than we did 10 years ago. And he sent me this photo. And I was probably a little bit heavier, but I had a beard at the time. And my, my maybe my sense of style wasn't quite as good. But I do think the Instagram, uh, you know, takeover of our culture has changed, has actually made people, and maybe you could debate me on this, look a little younger because people are maybe a little bit more, for good or for, for, for bad, uh, more aware of their looks. So like, I think people have like looked at themselves and their photos so much more that I think, I wonder if people have like trimmed down a little bit or just more conscious of like, I guess maybe how they interact with cameras. Do you think there's anything to that, that, that some people our age actually, like, like we go through the, some of the champagne boys, for example, that the, some, I say a large majority of them either look just as good, uh, if not better now than they did five or 10 years ago. Would you agree or disagree? Cause when you get older, you, you become conscious of your, your looks cause you want to look younger. Yeah. Well, when you're young, you're like, I'm already young. So you kind of just feel invincible. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I really got to watch it or I'm going to start, you know, looking different. I agree, though, Max, 100% with this sort of in Instagramification of, of our, of our lives. That's the word I was for, yeah. Because one, it's like we have so much more access to like sort of fast fashion. If you're interested at all in sort of keeping up in these things, you just look at other people on Instagram and you can sort of like, you know, uh, you can keep your style sort of uh, modern if you want. Also, we're all trying to like, you know, take care of ourselves maybe more than our parents did at this age. And two, I just think, yeah, people look younger longer now. Like, Max, you and I were just texting about this because we, we follow this Beatles account where we love what looking at these all all these old really hd beatles photos from like 1968 you'll see the beatles and it's like oh my god they're so vibrant you see these amazingly sort of re re um didn't you know touched up photos but i was also saying it's like these guys also look like they are all perpetually 40 years old like in 1967 yeah. when the beatles do sergeant pepper and you're looking at photos of them they just look like guys in their like late 30s but the truth is like 
they're all like in their like mid to late twenties. Like George Harrison was twenty seven when the Beatles broke up. So anyway, when I look at those photos, I'm like, oh yeah, those people, they just look like if they were to join a pub crawl, for instance, with the Champagne Boys, we would be like, who are these forty year olds? And they'd all be like Erica's age. How old do we look? You can't gauge yourself. Oh I'm God. asking Erica. Erica, how old do <laughs> you look? <laughs> um, actually, so okay, so I actually don't know how old Mike and Shane are, but you guys look incredibly young. Like I, I, I tell you guys this every day. You have all have great hair. I don't know how that happened. Hmm. All three of you have incredible hair, and um, like Mike, you have such just like a baby face. I think it's a Veerman thing because Greg also has a baby face. Like you look, like you could be 26 if you told me you were 26. I would believe you. Uh, and Shane, like, I don't see a wrinkle on your face. You look great as well. You all seem to be in great shape. So he like, wants this- you to give him a number. Aww. He wants an age number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, if you told me you were 30, I'd believe you. Well, maybe 32, 32, 32. Okay. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. And, and what about Maxie boy? Max is the youngest, but how old do we think he actually looks? He looks a little eyes? younger too. Like I would say 30 max. looks like a 30 year old. I agree yeah. though, Maxie, that you do look younger now than when I met you. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, it's hard in person because in person, you just, the person's the person. But in photos, yeah, you, I feel like you're de-aging as you get older, which is all anyone <laughs> wants to hear on their birthday, you know? To uh, me, right. Max, you look older. And Ooh. I don't mean this as an offensive thing because I don't think old is bad. But I mm. think you look older and better. Mm, so more like you're like the hot guy now. Like you're like the oh. hot older guy. I'm a Like in his 30s, man. you're the hot man. Hot man, hot not man. older guy. I'll you're take in it. the prime of your life right now. All right. Well, happy birthday, Max. Thank you, guys. Uh, you know, we are in a in an episode here and there's a lot going on. And there's an interesting dynamic to this episode, if you are a listener. And that is that in the title of this episode, you know who our big feature guest is. Uh, Max knows. I know. Uh, Manager Ash knows. And of course, Erica knows uh, as she was on the interview as well. Shane, our pop culture aficionado, does not know because this this interview popped up uh, last minute. It was this amazing opportunity that we had. And so we we did it and we were like, it'd be interesting because obviously it happened so quick. If Shane, who doesn't know who our surprise guest is, but we know and the listeners know, so they'll be sort of on this journey as well uh, because they'll have seen in the, in the title of the episode, if Shane had to guess who this guest was in 10 questions. So the way it's going to work is, Shane, you're going to ask us 10 questions and you're going to try to to decipher uh, the name of this guest through your sort of the ingenuity of your question asking. I'm so distracted because your hat is now on the side of your head, which is kind of a cool fashion choice. Uh, But yeah. But I want to say too, I got confused initially. (laughs) I thought I was going to be asking 10 questions to a surprise guest. And I got really excited because I thought you guys were going to surprise me by having Jamal Murray on today. So I was preparing all these questions to talk to Jamal Murray. And then, and then I was talking to you. I was like, oh, Mike, like I'm going to have these questions prepared. You're like, oh, no, you're just going to ask us. And I was like, oh, okay. Still fun and exciting, just not what I expected. But my first question is, okay. is it Jamal Murray? <laughs> no, no. No? Oh, okay. I'm you, actually glad. I also feel like you would be mad if we interviewed Jamal Murray and didn't bring you I along. would be. Yeah. I told you that in the text group. Yeah. I said, if this is Jamal Murray, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. But, uh, okay. But, but I, think, I think we also have it backwards, though, because we have 10 clues. And you if, have, he doesn't, oh. if he doesn't get them, then we're going to give him clues. But okay. he's trying okay, to decipher cool. through his questions. Okay, cool. okay. Would yeah. I give a shit about this person? <laughs> yeah, I think that you would find them interesting. Is this person... Uh, someone who you would consider a singer first and foremost? Yes. Is this person someone who identifies as a female? No. No. Well put. Four, four questions. You got six left. Okay. These are good questions. Hmm. 
is would I have this person uh, in my CD player if I had a CD player? I don't know because you you are, you do have a wide spectrum. I'd say what, no, though. Okay. I, I, you, no? Yeah, I don't think so. No from Max. Is this person uh, recognized as a Canadian? No. No. Is this person older than 50? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know it, though. Nope. Okay. Okay. Then that takes that away. Man. Uh, geez. Three Sam cues. Roberts has to be under 50. Okay. <laughs> um, Did you say Sam Roberts? Yeah. I also was like, a Canadian. He's be under 50, but he looks great. Jeez. Um, okay. Is this person uh, six foot or above? Tall or know. short person? Erica, you don't you know. Quickly, can you quickly look that up? I, my guess is exactly six feet. Ash yeah, saying below. Oh, below. A little under. Okay. A little under. So below six. It's not the guy from the tea party, is it? <laughs> he doesn't identify as Canadian. We already answered that. Oh, I, I don't know the tea party that well. Um, <laughs> I know they always play Festival of Friends, so I thought they were Canadian. Um, geez. Okay. Is it uh, uh, some? Is it someone in the trues? That, uh, Shane, not you Canadian. asked. You asked if they're Canadian. They are not Canadian. <laughs> they are not Canadian. Oh, oh, right. Okay, fuck. I confused. My brain gets confused with negatives. Um, <laughs> and left and right, I always get confused. Okay. Um, okay, you got two questions left, and you just burned like three of them on like the trues, the okay. Tea Party, and Sam Roberts. <laughs> it's an American. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Jeez. Uh, dead mouse? <laughs> no, no, but I like that you've gone to the guest portion. Okay, one more question. Give me clues. Give me clues. Maxi, hit him with some clues. Okay, he was uh, once a host on American Idol. Ryan um, Seacrest? A host or a no. judge? Oh, sorry, a judge. Judge. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. okay, that's different. Not Seacrest. <laughs> Another clue. Oh, he has an older brother named Shane, which again is pretty uh, broad. <laughs> It'd be funny if you got it from that. You know every celeb that has a, a, a sibling named Shane. <laughs> okay, now I'll go. Um, he owns over 100 guitars. So he's known as, known as a bit of a guitar slinger. Okay. Um, he, okay, this, is, this will help, I think. Um, he is one half of one of the world's most famous celebrity couples. And I know you like celebrity couples, Shane. So uh, this, is, uh, this might narrow it down for you. That's a great. Let him sit with that one. Okay. One half of a celebrity couple. I always mix up the voice with American Idol. He was a judge on American Idol. Yeah, correct. Fuck, I'm 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 at a loss here. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Yep. He 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 is from Australia, and oh uh, wait, he, oh okay, wait, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I keep mixing up the voice and and American Idol. It's not uh, Nicole Kidman's husband. Shane, that guy has a name, and it is Keith Urban, and he is our <laughs> special guest today. Wow. Hey. That's awesome. How'd you pull that? It's always the magic of, you know, like Universal, okay, people, yeah, great yeah. people I there, like Ali, uh, people like Manager Ash making these happen. But yeah, we sat down with uh, Keith Urban, who was every bit as charming and, and a delight as you would hope. We called each other after That's the interview, cool. Shane, um, Mike and I. We're like, that was the best. We love Keith Urban, where Keith Urban stands now. <laughs> he could not have been sweeter and um, 
kind of smart and interesting. He uh, also just picked up lots of tricks from him because he's known for being really nice. Like everybody who's interacted with him, like within the industry goes, oh, Keith's the best. Like he really tries. He treats everyone around him really well. And Mike, he did the thing which fucking pros do, which I need to do more of or pick up is he <laughs> always talk, calls you by the, your name when he said, when, so Mike mm-hmm. would ask a question. He goes, well, you know, Mike, uh, you know, when we were making that last record or, and then when he's talking to me, if I asked a question, <laughs> I thought you were going to do the Australian accent. Max. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, and, and then when I asked a question, he'd go, Max, you know how it is. You know, you know, when you're in the studio and you're working on a song or he'd say something like, and then he'd make me feel so good. Like I was like mm-hmm. a, a peer and I guess I am a peer. Um, and, uh, we were, we, he was very fun and casual. We asked him like, if, I was like, cause this is all zoom calls. Like, Keith, what kind of pants are you wearing right now? And then he like stands right up and he's like, check them out. He's just wearing shorts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then Shane, at, at the end, I got uh, maybe a little too comfortable uh, and I um, accused him. I will wait for the interview for people to to listen to it. But uh, basically, I did the thing where I kind of got a little nervous and I just started swearing a lot kind of at him. You know when I do that? Yep. Uh, and yeah. he and, and he took it uh, and he loved and I think he loved the question and then when we we're all wrapped up uh, we got a report back from the publicist saying that was his favorite interview uh, of the day and quote I love those guys so uh, wow. so That's so funny. mission accomplished yeah all right guys so let's get to Keith Urban like we said thank you to the label thank you to Ali uh, thanks to Andrew Ash everybody that sets these things up uh, it was great talking with Keith uh, his album Speed of Now Part One is out now it also by the way you guys can't see us but in the zoom we're still all wearing these hats and I've got I'm literally talking while I throw this stupid like thing around so uh, this has been a very fun episode I'm excited to get to this interview uh, and stick around because when we come back we're going to do Shane's surprise Right, Mac. Hi, Mon. How are you guys? I'm doing great. <laughs> Very well. Uh, it's Max here. We have uh, Mike. Indeed. That's so uh, cool. Nice to see you, Mike. Max, you're not gigging anywhere. No, we're, we're all we're all stuck at home. Uh, where where are you right now? I'm in uh, Sydney right now. My wife's been shooting a film down here, so we came down here. Oh, very cool. Very nice. And where are you at, Mike? I'm in Hamilton, Ontario, actually. We came and played the uh, the opening of the like a little mini stadium you have it in Hamilton. Oh yeah, Tim Hortons Field. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Right. Yeah. We yeah. were the second yeah. act, uh, Keith, to play there. It was it's been you and our band Arkells. That's, and that's <laughs> nice. So, Claims to fame. Yeah, this summer we had it we had a show and obviously they are canceled, but uh, we'll be back there yeah. next next summer. Yeah. What's on the horizon for you guys touring wise? Do you have anything? Yeah, we've been trying to stay busy. We we've been working on our next album. That's been sort of like right. the way that we've been keeping busy. But uh, yeah. yeah, as soon as we get the thumbs up, uh, you and I and the rest of the touring world is just like, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? I know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're trying to keep busy otherwise. But uh, yeah, Mike, yeah. Uh, take it away. Well, I mean, that's actually a natural segue because I'm curious, Keith, you're someone who tours a ton. Uh, there are things I imagine you would expect to miss, the crowd uh, and all the great things that come along with playing live. Is there anything in particular that you were surprised that you found yourself missing with everything sort of being on pause? Well, actually, with, with more so with regard to making recorded musical writing, I've missed being able to just go and collaborate and do writing sessions. Um, the touring, of course, I miss. That's, that's a given. But I miss being, you know, being able to just go and write with anyone anytime, you know, fly to L.A. or go to New York, come up to Toronto, wherever, and 
because I love doing that. I love being in those rooms with people and writing and creating in real time. I've really missed that a lot. I, I don't like doing stuff remotely. And as that's we've been doing lots of that this year. Yeah, even something like press for the record. This is such a, a sort of a different way to do this sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's been a plus in the sense that I've been able to do interviews all over the world and um, and not put pants on. That's always good. <laughs> you know. All right, full disclosure, what kind of pants are you wearing right now? If we- wearing shorts right now. Oh, that's the dream. I have yeah. Lululemon uh, like sweatpants on right now. It's, it's, <laughs> it's business up top and it's uh, a little more casual, if yeah. I'm really honest. Yeah, it's like the, the it's like the it's like the fashion version of a mullet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Party in the back. <laughs> I, uh, we also wanted to ask about, uh, your performance of higher love for uh, global citizens, one world. Cause, uh, it was sort of a lot more inventive than most of the performances that people are doing remotely or, or from home or whatever. Right. And you're known for going above and beyond. I- I'm wondering, was there like sort of a formative experience sort of like, or experiences in your life growing up that gave you the work ethic to sort of, you know, go a little bit uh, further than some might. That's a really good question. Mike. um, I think it's, uh, my, well, first of all, my mom and dad had a fantastic work ethic. They're really hard workers, both of them. Um, and I think there's an Aussie thing about just, just getting in the trenches and getting, getting at it, you know, no bitching, no whining, just, just sleeves up, let's go, let's get it done, you know. And um, I think um, Canada has that too. There's a very, very similar kind of like just get in and get it done work ethic. And that's how I grew up playing in the clubs schlepping all of our own gear in and out of trucks and vans and cars and shit you know just having to do it all ourselves i think i tell you the good thing about all of that is it's come in handy this year when i've gone back to having nobody like no guitar tech no road (laughs) crew no stylist nobody nothing just me one man show packing up my gear stringing my guitars putting them in the car going to a studio, sitting in front of a computer and playing a show on my own, you know? So who edited <laughs> yeah. that, though, that performance? So did you conceive of that idea? You're going to say, we're going to film this three ways and then cut them together? Like, walk us through that idea in particular. So there's a guy named Ben Dalgleish who has this little um, ensemble called Human Person, and he's a super creative guy. And we've worked together on a couple of projects over the years, the last few years. And I called him and I said, I've got this global citizen thing I've got it, I'm, I'm doing. Let's, you know, we're going to do higher love. Do you have any thoughts on conceptually what we can do? And he goes, what about three of you? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He goes, oh, we'll just, you can play all the instruments and sing and do the whole thing. So um, it sounded great in theory. And then in practice, it took two days to do it, which was insane because it doesn't look like that at all. But it was a lot of rehearsal because it was all being made up on the spot. There was no track to play to. There was just record. It's it basically, it was like a visual version of multi-tracking. Um, recorded the first guy in the center with the drum machine playing and then changing positions and hearing what I had just played and done by the first guy and playing along with him. Just, I can't see him, but I could play him and I knew the area where I couldn't step over or otherwise I'd disappear. Um, and then doing that each time. The hard part was the fact that I didn't have any arrangement for the song, so all that was happening as 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 we were building this whole thing. And then if you screw up, you got to start all over again. There's no punching in in the studio. You can just punch in, but when you're visual, you can't punch in. So 
I'd get to the end of the guitar solo and hit a funky note and have to do that whole guy all over again. <laughs> so it, it took a minute, but I was really happy with the, with the end result. By the end of it, were you, were you sick of the song? No, I love that song. That's one right, of those right. just amazing songs that will always be very timely. You know, where's that higher love I've been thinking of? You know, bring me a higher love. Good Lord. What a great lyric. Weird arrangement, yeah. though, in that song. There's like a, the, the bridge gets strange and it's really yes. long. You, you did a condensed version, which I appreciated because we've thought about covering that song. And I'm like, right. oh, it gets a little strange. You have to kind of make some choices there. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird chords in it. All that part is just like, what the, huh? But yeah, we had, we had limited time. But you guys should cover that. Definitely should cover it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know, actually, uh, Keith, I'm a bit of a tryhard, and I admire you because you know the the time and dedication and detail that you put into everything that you do. Is there is there? Um, and I'm sure when you're looking at your peers and who, when someone's contributing something to um, a television show like that, you can kind of go, oh, they kind of phoned it in, or oh, they really gave it their best. Is there somebody? or an artist or a group that you go, oh, these people really make me want to work harder because they are always bringing their A game and are running circles around me. Because that's ultimately an inspiring thing for me when I see another artist going, oh, they're outworking me. Shit, I got to get back yeah. to business. Is there is there somebody that does that for you? Nobody's coming to mind, but I see it all the time. Yes. I mean, I've been in that position where I've watched it. Like you're talking about, you know, do I watch a show and think, ah, oh, they're phoning it in, they're phoning it in. I've watched a show where I've gone, oof, I needed to step it up a bit more on that one. I'm getting my ass kicked right here, you know. Um, <laughs> but my thing is just always wanting to is just always wanting to do something different. That's all. Um, but I think one of the hard parts about this year, and I'm sure Max, you might have experienced it too, is you're doing particularly doing Zoom stuff. It's such a limited level playing field environment that we seem to have all found ourselves in, and when the pandemic hit, sort of around March, April. I was like, if I see one more dude on YouTube playing a concert with his acoustic guitar, I think I'm going to slip my wrist. I was like, just so over, I was so <laughs> over it. Like, I'm just like, you know, just, I was just crying out for some kind of production to start happening in that realm. And then it, it all started to, to come together and there was people were having multiple cameras and this and that sort of thing. So it was really cool to start seeing everyone get creative. You know, you mentioned watching others uh, and maybe stealing some tricks. I, I've read that, you know, you were heavily influenced by like Mark Knopfler or Lindsey Buckingham. And I guess my question is, one, have you met them? And two, is it weird to go from a fan and transition to a peer? And, and what is that like sort of in your mind as you became more successful and got on par and, you know, you're you, you sort of playing arenas and all that? Was it odd to make the transition or were you just sort of kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, they're just musicians like anybody else? Yeah, no, I, I think I, I don't feel any different. To when I started, which is a friend of mine said I have beginner's mind. I think that's what I have, you know. It's and it's a really it's a really good thing to have. When I go to make a record, no matter how many records I've made, I still walk in and go, What how does what is what are we doing? How does this work? What you know, <laughs> it's like it's all very fresh and new and full of discovery every time. Mark, I I never got to I haven't properly met Mark Knopfler. And he's such a big influence on my playing early on. Um, Lindsay Buckingham was another one who I've gotten to meet on quite a few occasions and 
become sort of text pals and so forth. Another great player, just so influential. I never lose sight. That's freaking Lindsay Buckingham, you know, or Mark Knopfler. <laughs> it's just, it's like you never you never lose because they're always that. I mean, after the um, after the Global Citizen thing performance, I got an email from Mick Jagger just sort of saying how much he liked it, and I was like, "Holy shit, Mick Jagger!" You know, what I mean, it's like wow, so it's 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 surreal. It was really yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm a perpetual fan. I'm sure you are too. You know, you just are in life. Okay. Well, speaking of, of peers, you know, you have the song with Pink on your new record. It's, it's a great kind of classic. It kind of feels like a soul song more than more yeah. than anything. And um, I was watching an interview in, in preparation for this with Sixty Minutes, and you mentioned that as a thank you, you sent her a piano. As, as a thank you <laughs> yes. and, and also i've heard you're very generous like our you know we share a label up here in canada universal and they mentioned that you know when, when a song's done well or went to number one you've rewarded the radio team with with watches which is anyway you're known as a very sweet generous guy um <laughs> like my question is when you're having when you're thinking about the piano to send to pink like, what's the budget? Do you discuss this with Nicole? <laughs> like, are you like, Nicole, is 25 too much? What's, what, like, gift giving in this scenario is something that not many of us can relate to. What, 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 right. what's, the what's the conversation you're having with yourself or with Nicole or with your manager? What's, what's that look like? I think about the, the contribution that person's made to, 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 my, to what I've done. I start there, period, no matter who it is, right? And what, what the end result has been. So in the case of Pink, the fact that she wanted to sing the song with me was incredible. Now, you, and you would know this, Max, there's a lot of artists out there that if they're going to collaborate with you, they're just going to take a piece of the writing publishing. They're going to put their name down as a writer, even though they didn't write anything on the song. Pink didn't want to do that, didn't ask for that, just wanted to be a part of the song. And then I said, well... Did she ask for a song fee, like an appearance fee? No, just a, you know you you get you get a straight up thing when you do featured right if you if you're featured on a song you get that so that that was that um, but then on top of that of course we're like okay well we need to shoot a video are you up to shooting a video yep okay so when we shoot the video I want to also shoot some footage that we can use on tour so you can be behind me singing are you okay to shoot that as well as the video yep uh, okay we're also doing a TV show coming up. And we want to shoot something for that TV show. Are you up for shooting for something for that? Yep. It was just yep, yep, yep. Every step of the way. And I'm just like, this girl is amazing. So I'm, I'm getting her a damn Steinway piano for sure. <laughs> Steinway. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Very cool of you. That, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. She's just incredible though. Do you find that you're easygoing in that sense? You know, you're describing that pink is just sort of up for it. Have you found that in your career that you, you tend to lean that way or are you a little bit more guarded and cautious with opportunities? Well, I mean, I think we're all cautious with things that we accept or, you know, sign on to. But I, I'm, I've always over-delivered. Yeah, always. You know, if I do a show, I'm always going to play longer than expected and just over-deliver because I feel better doing it. I mean, as someone said to me one time, if you want to feel self-esteem, you have to do esteemable things. Hmm. So um, that's what I strive to do, you know. And there's, there's a good feeling about giving just a little bit more when you work, unless you're at a factory and then you just want to get the hell out of there. <laughs> you're just putting in the time and keeping it moving yeah, totally, for, uh, to yeah. get home. Yeah. You, you know, uh, Keith, you, I always think you have a really interesting vantage point. You know, you're from Australia. You've lived in Nashville forever. You're obviously 
you're you're married to a, a Hollywood star, so you must run in some sort of more like l- traditional, like liberal circles, but your audience would be very sort of middle of the country, red state in, in many cases. Mm-hmm. So I just think that your position in life is really unique because you get to have conversations with people from every political spectrum. Um, how do you navigate conversations with people that might be a fan, but you might have a fundamental political disagreement with like, how do you, I just think your position is so interesting. Uh, how do you, how do you conceive of those different conversations from different walks of life? Yeah. I feel grateful that I get to be at multiple kind of tables, you know, and living in the South and I've been, I've lived in the South now for 27 years. So I feel deeply part of um, living in the South and the South is, is, is its own sort of eclectic world of, different ideologies and different everything anyway i mean that's the thing i've discovered about being in america is it's it's different everywhere people are different you can be nashville could be different from the areas outside of nashville and it's just every different one part of nashville is different from another part of nashville so you know it's a very dense colorful rich place full of all different kinds of things and i feel lucky that i get to be a part of so many of it. Um, but I think for me, what I've always done, I've just always leaned into what, what do we have in common? What are the things that we do connect on? And that, that gives me a connection to people. And in the midst of that connection, some other ways of seeing things, hearing things, thinking about things might start to pivot in me and them in us. Um, you know, that's what's happened. I think over the years for me is even with Nick, Nick may have a very different view on something than I do. And at first it's sort of like you crash into it and then you're like, okay, well, let me, let me consider that for a minute. Cause I actually hadn't thought of, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's the dialogue. I hope we can continue to have more of and not be just existing in our own little echo chambers of, of truth and reality. Cause the danger right now, and you, you guys know it, the danger is not just different ideologies and different beliefs, but different truths that can be supported by this set of facts that only exist in this person's little realm. And I, I don't know how you break through that because when they, they're surrounded by truths, when we, all of us are surrounded by truths, it's very hard to discuss that maybe isn't a truth. You know, maybe that's your truth. Maybe that's my truth, but can we continue the, the dialogue? That's, that, that's where we're at right now. Gosh, I went off on the tangent there, but they no nah, man, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I, I mean, lastly, as as we we wrap this up uh, and get you back to your day with your shorts on, maybe go run around in the yard, uh, whatever you feel like. <laughs> yeah, right. um, you know, you you have this uh, this record out, and you know, you're obviously very successful, and I'm always fascinated at the idea of sort of. What drives somebody uh, when they've been into a career and they've had a lot of success? You know, young Keith the things that drove him and motivated him, do those stay the same as you sort of find yourself releasing this record or do they change with time? Pretty much the same, which is I always punch above my weight. I've always done that. My reach is further than my grasp. I'm always sort of finding myself in a situation where I'm out of my comfort zone. Um, but I'm at, 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 I think my baseline is I'm just really genuinely curious and hungry and passionate and i haven't lost any of those three things 
at all. If anything, they've intensified as I've sort of continued to wake up, right? Um, and really um, making the most of being able to get to meet and work with people I could never have worked with at the beginning of my career. I couldn't call up Pink and send her a song. I couldn't just call up Nile Rogers and say, hey, can I meet you and can we jam? I mean, I, I couldn't do that. I wanted to, but I couldn't do that. So I'm just a guy taking full advantage of the life I've found myself in, but always coming at it with curiosity, hunger, and passion to see what happens when we get together. What happens? It's exciting, right? You know, that's the same, definitely. Well, first, I want to say, you know, uh, Slam, uh, the rep at Universal, he loves you. He says hello. And um, Likewise. there was a there was a chance that our Kells were going to play the Grey Cup halftime show last year. Yeah. We, were, we, yeah. we thought we had it in the bag. And then uh, in the last minute, uh, there came swooping out of nowhere, uh, you. And you got, <laughs> you got the gig. So first of all, fuck you. Yeah, second of all, I get it. But second of all, I, I tuned in and I begrudgingly watched it. And I was, and I remember texting Slam and I said, ah, this motherfucker's good. Like he really delivered and he went above and beyond. And I know the Grey Cup uh, doesn't quite have the same production as the Super Bowl, but you, you must have brought in a lot because it looked kind of as good as it's ever looked. And I was like, okay, he deserved it. He, he knows what he's fucking doing. And uh, so first of all, uh, kudos, because it was an exceptional performance. And second of all, what sorry. No, 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 no. I'm not looking for an apology. <laughs> uh, what went into that performance? Uh, if you can recall, because it, I thought it was so inventive and unique and, and special. And, and you gave Canadians across the country a thrill. And I, and I really commend you for that. Well, what went into well, that, that Grey Cup halftime performance? Thank you. Again, I got to start with Ben Dalgleish, you know, my guy. And um, just said, here we are. This is what we've got. This is our time slot. This is where we're going to be. It's outdoors. It's going to be freezing. What can we do? You know, how can we put something together that's, that's achievable? And he went, to, he went to town on conceptualizing this thing with the tower and the whole everything. It was really, really good. And then we just sort of figure what we can do, can't do, and putting, putting the right set list together. You know, all the stuff that you, you guys know. You put that set list together that keeps the energy up, recognizes where you are, the short time frame you've got, familiarity, you know. Every, just everything trying to trying to check as many boxes as you can in that time <laughs> it's um it was really good i was really grateful to get to get that gig i had no idea that i would i would have pulled out and canceled immediately if i'd known that max <laughs> so sorry that's that's all i wanted I, to I hear i feel ashamed i feel ashamed right all now i wanted to hear i feel better about it already and if I had a Canadian passport, I would gladly just give it back to you and say, I don't deserve this right now. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank really, you so really much appreciate for your time. It. So nice to talk to you, Mike. Thanks, Max. Happy holidays, too, by the way. Welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you so much to Keith. Uh, like I said, it was a great conversation. Uh, Maxi, when you were in that, that moment where you were, you know, and you talked to uh, Keith and, uh, you know, you said, oh, you stole the great cupcake from us. So first of all, fuck off or fuck you. Uh, were you nervous at all or were you just like, I I'm just being myself? I know I had the adrenaline going because it felt like a bit, you know, so like that, that feeling, you know, when you're on stage and you're trying something and you have a good feeling about it, that's how it felt. So I, de I definitely was like high after the interview because I felt like we were 
on really good terms and you get a joke in and his response obviously as you just heard was great he, well, he was like listen if i had known i never would have taken the gig <laughs> which i was like i love you i love you so much <laughs> um yeah so no i i uh, i felt pretty good about it i felt you know keith's a pro he's got a good sense of humor you know um actually i would listen to his interview with dak shepherd did you listen to that one shane no i recommend you check that out and he has a great line about how he kind of, I don't know exactly what the question was, but he's like, you know, you can't complain from the deck of the yacht. And I was like, that's a great line. So he definitely has that self-awareness uh, about his good fortune uh, that, and he can laugh about it. And I think that really kind of speaks to the quality of person that he is. And so I figured you could, he, he'd be okay with a joke like that. Yeah. Guys, it is the time in the episode. This is like this, the, the Max birthday episode. It's the Keith Urban episode. Um, it's time to get the Shane surprise. Shaney, what do you got for us this week? Okay, do you know who Jeremy Renner is, Erica? Uh, no. Okay, so he's an actor. Do you know who he is, Max? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay, so he is a celebrity app that he recently it was charging money for people to join. <laughs> and it just blew up in his face because he got trolled so hard in it. And I've gone down this rabbit hole. It's called The Renner Files. It's a total investigative podcast that is about... Jeremy Renner and this terrible destruction of the app. So I thought you were going to surprise me today with Jamal Murray. So I wanted to surprise you with the creator and host of the Jeremy Renner podcast. Oh. And so, this this is like one of the most popular podcasts. So, and this person knows everything about the Jeremy Renner app. So I'm just going to have them explain it. And then we're going to talk about things that we've maybe done in our lives that blew up in our face. So I'm just going to. It's exciting. This is great. Oh, joining the Zoom. What the? Oh. That's not a Jeremy Renner expert. Or is it? <laughs> it's Kyle Dubas. Welcome, <laughs> Kyle, to the Max birthday episode of the podcast. Max. <laughs> hey, buddy. Happy birthday. Happy belated. Yeah, happy birthday to you. Now, did you hear Shane's setup? Maybe you weren't around for that. I don't know if you could hear him. Uh, it was hard to tap dance because we were trying to kill time because Kyle, it's not that he showed up late, but we ended three minutes early before Kyle showed up. So we were kind of scrambling on things to uh, say <laughs> and do while we killed time. <laughs> well, I got confused because I knew Kyle was joining us. And Kyle, thank you for joining us. It's actually your second time on our pod. Uh, you were very uh, grace, uh, gracious to be on our pod in the early days. Uh, and when Shane started saying we had the creator of the Jeremy Renner app, I was like, we have two surprises for the Shane surprise? I'm really excited now. Like the Jeremy Renner app. And now we, but we have uh, Kyle. Kyle, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, how you doing? What are you up to right now? How are you spending your day? I'm uh, in the office and we are um, at our practice facility. And you've got uh, some of the players are in here training and skating. And it's just trying to keep it all planned and, and try to keep everything within uh, the proper protocols for uh, the government and for our own internal and league protocols as well. So it's um, it's it's uh, it's very different than what I'm used to doing. But we're just trying to get ready for the year. Max, what do you have in your hand? Like what's what's going on? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, I'm holding. Yeah, it looks microphone. like a Klondike bar or something. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got a microphone. And oh, actually. I just sent you a, a picture of this. I'm a Sault Ste. Marie mug. <laughs> that's terrific. Okay. Well, guys, um, I'm working on this little thing on the side. This is so funny because um, I know Kyle's time is precious. And most of the time when Kyle and I are interacting, it's usually in a text group 
with uh, with D- Dan Hamilton, and we're just like sending each other like videos of Ken Griffey Jr. with like over the wall catches. Like a lot, there's a lot of like ni- '90s baseball stuff happening, and different articles being shared. But I I was bugging Kyle about this thing that you'll hear about soon. That I'm just like kind of we're we're working on. Uh, to kind of spread the good cheer during this terrible time. And Kyle, so I've already been bugging Kyle about this. Um, and now he, he's been bugged to be on this, this damn podcast, but I'm glad you're here, Kyle, because Kyle bugged me. I like, we, we need the, the bugs to go back and forth. And, uh, this today at five o'clock, I'm doing a Zoom call with the junior, uh, the Canadian junior hockey team because they're all quarantining in Red Deer. And so I'm supposed to, uh, so I'm doing that today, Kyle, at five o'clock. And, uh, and so, uh, I, I think I'm going to show up with a guitar and play a couple songs and do a Q and A. Any, uh, prep you can offer me? Uh, anything, anybody you're trying to charm on the team that might be useful for the Leafs down the road? What do you think? <laughs> That's a hard tamper, Max. <laughs> There'd be no charming involved. They're all mostly drafted by, um, uh, by other clubs and signed by other clubs. So the only charming that will be done in the future is either by expending a lot of assets in trade or by expending a lot of dollars in free agency. And the <laughs> players that are on the team in uh, that are that are going to be draft eligible in 2021, we hope will be drafted far before we pick because we're we hope to finish very high and pick very late. Now, nah, good answer. Good answer. Uh, no charming necessary. Just uh, just do your thing, and and I'm sure they'll they'll enjoy it. And it's uh, yeah, they, they had a, a bit of an outbreak last week there, so they're in quarantine in their own individual mm. hotel rooms. Basically, the whole all the players and all the staff, I think for another week yet. So that's great that you'll do that and and uh, give them some entertainment for the night. Do, do you know any of the guys uh, on the team personally? That I any sort of uh, inside jokes that I can share with them? I've nothing? got I've got really nothing for you. None of them are our. If, if we had any players that were uh, our own prospects, it'd be a lot easier. Um, but I unfortunately have nothing for you whatsoever. So you're on All your right. own, man. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I, have, I, I have a question for Kyle uh, that pertains to Max, as it is Max's birthday. And Kyle, it was your birthday recently as well. So happy it was yesterday, to the 29th. It's yesterday. Wow. It's, yeah. You guys are like almost birthday brothers. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys did like a mentorship uh, sort of program uh, where you took Max, I believe, to New York City. Kyle, what's it like to travel with Max? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> it, it, it was a lot of fun. Like, um, you know, the, the guys on the team, the players on the team and, and the staff and even the staff's families were... Uh, we're excited that he came and it was, it was really interesting for me because I really only travel with, with two sets of people, either hockey people on the team where you're, everything that you're doing is so kind of, um, regimented and you do the same thing kind of over and over land, go to the hotel, go to dinner, you know, the schedule is always the same. And so, you know, it was, it was interesting to have Max on the trip because just in kind of like learning how he likes to travel and how a band travels it's much different than than we are in hockey so that was that was real positive hey um yeah because kyle because i was trying to be a good come with guy you know i I wanted to be around and helpful but also i didn't want to get in your way because it was the middle of the season you had a lot of important meetings and stuff uh was i around enough i I know i fucked off and went out for walks and stuff and then but also we we at our big uh you know team dinner at the fancy italian restaurant i I was sort of at the head table with you and shanny did i behave myself did i say anything sort of uh off off sides would i make you proud as your as your friend and mentor i i think i think we were looking for more unique people on the trip rather than the same people that were with all the time so 
Max certainly added to that with his own experiences. Yeah, there was nothing offside, nothing embarrassing. I would have let you know okay. without any issues. Okay. So it was it was all good. <laughs> people people got a kick out of out of him being there and and uh, and being around him. So it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we didn't get the results on that on that trip. No, bad luck. We'll have to switch it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to switch it up on um, on the next next go around. But I don't think that You're was out, Max. With Max. Yeah, no, Max is bounced. I have a two part question. It's about Max and uh, sports. Uh, so one, who is closer with Max, you or Nick Nurse, in your opinion? <laughs> and two, why do you think so many high-powered people in sports are attracted to Max? <laughs> it's certainly Nick. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's to do with Nick or, or Max wanting to associate himself with a sports figure who's actually won something in Toronto. Oh, but stop I- it. <laughs> stop it. Come on. <laughs> it's also it's also basketball and as as you all probably well know max was a, a high-end basketball player in high school <laughs> and so it's just a natural a natural synergy there between max and nick I, I, on the trip to new york i think max was actually at that time i don't know where things have gone since because the world kind of stopped uh, a month later but he was discussing a comeback into basketball leaving music altogether to <laughs> make a go of it in basketball and that was inspired by nick is what is what he told me so and you know what i was having meetings with the golden state warriors who are at our hotel no at, at the same hotel the least rat in new york city so we had, had a private conversation there yeah so i was being scouted you could have cost them less to replace clay thompson this year they could have had you and steph curry right i'm a good a good good two guard what's your second question shane well, that it was a two part, but I do oh, have another okay. question. Is there any jealousy there between you uh, and Nick <laughs> for Max's affection? Yeah, for Max's affection, and even Jamal Murray, we can throw into the mix recently. That that was more like I, I took the Jamal Murray thing as more Max trying to get like I think it's more it's a Max center thing and not so much a Kyle Nick and Jamal thing. Like I think Max tries to be the top person on all those people's lists. So like something happens, they go to their Rolodex. It's always Max Kerman versus anybody else. The PlayStation, the, the PlayStation thing. I mean that was uh, I've never seen anything like that. What an what an act of humanitarianism. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy the poor guy got his wisdom teeth out and you know he needed the ps5 and it's like a, i'm sure he had no other means to get the ps5 it's the remedy man it's the remedy man. so yeah there's certainly no jealousy on my end uh, you'd have to we'd have to get nick on next i don't know if he's the next surprise or what but we'd have to get him on and get to the bottom of of it but for my end i'm i'm just happy if max is happy and he sees yeah. look at him like he, he's got the little microphone there it's his birthday <laughs> oh man this has been like the best uh, finale to the birthday episode yeah. ever mm-hmm. kyle came uh, in like so. oh man you had jokes <laughs> This was the best. Uh, yeah. I, right, Kyle, Kyle, thank get you for back popping. To You're a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah, for yeah. taking time out of your day to mess around with us. Have a great thanks day. So happy much, birthday, Max. Yeah. Happy birthday, buddy. Bye. Guys, this has been the uh, Shane surprise. What a damn surprise it was. Uh, 
Yeah, you know what? Before Max, you know, you can sort of wrap in and say something before we cue the music. But uh, honestly, uh, we say it a lot and it should be said as much as possible we can. But Manager Ash uh, is the best and she really wanted to make sure this happened for you uh, and, and for you to record a pod on your birthday because, you know, it's something that you might enjoy doing and a long list of things that you're going to be doing today. But um, thanks a lot. Yeah, this uh, was the Ash surprise. This was And Kyle <laughs> asked us if he could do it, by the way. So. Ash is right here. <laughs> say hi. There hey! she is. Hey! <laughs> So yes, so first and foremost, props uh, to Ash, but second uh, of all, Max, uh, props to you. Happy birthday, another year around the sun. Uh, you're a special one and, and we all enjoy mm-hmm. you. I don't, I don't know if Shane or Erica, I mean, we don't have to make Oscar speeches. Do you already have- No, 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 not on, on no. Life. You guys don't, don't, please don't do that. Uh, I, but I feel the love. Thank you so much for being my friends. And uh, yeah, I know this has been a hard time, but getting to do this with you guys uh, every week uh, really makes me feel that much more connected and warm and happy. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Well, thank you to Keith Urban. Thank you to Kyle Dubas. Thank you to Erica. Thank you to Shane. Thank you to Manager Ash. And thank you to Max. Max, happy birthday. Cue the music. Woo! Bye. Bye. Thanks so much, guys. You're welcome.